It's time to put aside the frustration, get rid of the anger, because Syracuse has one final game in the Dome, and we're celebrating the 2003 National Champion anniversary. Hakeem Warwick getting the jersey retired. Jerry McNamara getting the jersey retired. We're going to have some fun this weekend, regardless of the state of Syracuse basketball. It's a Lockdown Syracuse Friday. Let's have a fun way to get us into the weekend. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning. Welcome into Lockdown Syracuse. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sport. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash started. This is, it feels weird to talk like this. And we, we've had two sad and frustrated and uh, just all over the place sort of episodes given the state of Syracuse basketball. But to start today, I, I think you have to talk about what is happening in the Dome on Saturday because it is a really, really cool thing. Uh, even though maybe the stakes surrounding Syracuse this season aren't what you want them to be, it should be a very fun day. From what I've seen, Syracuse preparing to honor the 2003 National Championship team the 20-year anniversary. You've got GMAC getting retired. You've got Hakeem getting retired. It's awesome. It's a really cool thing. And it seems like, from what I've seen from Cuse Basketball on Twitter, uh, they are bringing some guys, and the majority, it seems, of that team is coming back to the Dome, from what I can tell, which is awesome to see. Uh, to have them all coming back, to to see who's going to be in store, to be able to to get that group back together, all of whom will be at the Dome. Uh, I, I think it's a really, really cool thing. And something that is awesome because it feels like we need it right now. And as a fan base, this seems like something that people need to happen. Some sort of celebration to get past what the last few years have been and to be able to have that moment and that squad and all of there ready to have fun, ready to have a good time, because that is sort of just what you need right now. Things have been frustrating, things pointing, things have been sad, uh, confirmed in attendance right now as of three days ago, Carmelo Anthony, Gweth Duaney, GMAC, Josh Pace, Hakeem Warwick, plus more from the 2003 squad they're saying. This is going to be a reunion of the most successful Syracuse basketball team of all time. It's going to be fun. It's going to be worth celebrating. The crowd, even though the situation is horrid for Syracuse basketball, the crowd's going to be pretty fun. You're going to get a lot of people there. It's going to be high energy. It's going to be a big crowd. And people are excited for that facet of things. I, I was talking to a friend who gets a bunch of tickets 
And he was saying that, you know, these tickets are, are more sought after than any game that there's been this season, including when things were going well and UNC came in or when things weren't going incredible and UNC came in or when a top 10 Virginia team came into the Dome or even the Duke tickets. These were the most sought after tickets um, just because of what is happening. And I think that is a really, really fun thing. It's exciting. It's entertaining to be able to reflect on what my point in the history of Syracuse basketball, to be able to have a moment where, where you can celebrate and you can step aside from what's currently happening to honor that team and honor these players and have that really awesome moment where two teammates are going to get their jerseys hung up in the rafters forever in terms of Syracuse basketball on Saturday. That's what you can look forward to. That is what you can say, all right, this season is what this season is, and these conversations might need to be pushed off for a little bit. But you have an opportunity Saturday to try and look the other way for a little bit, try and be positive, and enjoy what is a really fun opportunity to celebrate when things were going well and to celebrate a national championship. Because not many programs get to celebrate national championships or anniversaries of national championships. It's hard to do. Very few teams do it. Very few, even fewer teams do it multiple times. You have an opportunity to celebrate what is an awesome feat. And I hope that people take advantage of it. I hope that people are there even more than I maybe anticipate because it is, it's fun to celebrate and it is, it's very much needed in the way that Syracuse in terms of football and basketball has been as of late. You've dealt with some frustration. You've dealt with issues, right? The team had its worst season under Bayheim last year. It's on track to be marginally, marginally better this season. Syracuse football started incredibly. Lost five straight. Wins their last game in the regular season. Loses a bowl game. It was frustrating. Years leading up to that, not looking good. The ride since 2018 has been difficult in terms of football. You get a chance to put that aside and celebrate and remember what it was like when things went perfectly and things were awesome and that team grinded it out. And Jerry McNamara goes off in the natty and has some fun, banging three after three after three after three. And your team walks away victorious. That montage, I, I think, as they begin to recognize that team, is going to give everybody chills, I would assume, to see those highlights, to see the narrative, whoever voices it over, whether it's you know, just the, the play-by-play from that game, whether it is intertwined layering, whether you get a voiceover, I don't know. But I think that video is just going to be chills and really awesome to watch. And I look forward to it. I'm going to be there. I think I mentioned it yesterday. We are celebrating a friend's birthday. We've got like 16 to 20 of us that are going, got tickets together. Uh, So I will try to get them all rowdy, have some fun, enjoy it, uh, and walk away with what was a cool moment in terms of Syracuse history and being able to honor that. You can look the other way for a game and just say, 
I'm here today not to think about, not to dwell on, not to stress about the issues that are happening. But for one day, just sit back and enjoy what it is that you are able to recognize because it's not something that happens every day. And to be able to celebrate it and to get two Jersey retirements is really awesome. And I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, And I didn't think that it would mean, I don't know if I want to say I didn't think it would mean this much, but I think it's even more necessary right now that this is happening to try and give Syracuse fans a moment to say, all right, this is cool. We can celebrate today. We can get back to the conversations moving forward. But for a day, to be able to have that, I think is going to be really exciting. Something I look forward to. Uh, I'll try to get as much coverage of it on Twitter as I can in terms of getting some video, things like that. Uh, Obviously, service, especially when crowds are decent at the Dome, is not immaculate. So I'll see what I can do in terms of covering that. But I, I look forward to it. And, and I hope we, we get a chance to, to recognize and that, you know, the moment and what has led up to it uh, does not overshadow the celebration that is supposed to be this uh, season finale in the Dome for Syracuse this season. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's chat a little bit about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because no new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. I won my bet on Wednesday. I lost the bet on Thursday. Hand up. I apologize. That was a bad take. I gave you the Clippers. They got spanked by the Warriors last night. I'm going to stick with what worked. Our last win was betting on the Knicks. I like the Knicks. We'll keep it in New York. We'll keep it orange and blue. We'll give a nod to Carmelo, uh, who will be in the Dome. We'll take the Knicks tonight on Friday. I believe they're minus two and a half right now as they take on the Heat. So let's roll with the Knicks, see if they can continue uh, what has been a season where they're, they've overperformed. So good for them. Uh, plus, on FanDuel, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All righty. We talked the celebration. Now let's do a little game preview. Uh, about this Wake Forest team. Wake Forest comes into this game with a decent resume. They're 18 and 12. They're 86 in Ken Palm. They have had a bit of a struggle since the new year in terms of ACC play. They started the year six and two in the ACC uh, with wins over Duke, with wins over Virginia Tech, with wins over Clemson. Uh, And then they faded things out. They lost four straight, Virginia, Pitt, NC State, Duke. Then they got a win over North Carolina in a three-game winning streak. They lost to Miami and NC State. They beat Notre Dame. They lost to Boston College. Now they play Syracuse. So they have won the games that they're supposed to win. That Boston College loss is bad uh, in terms of outside Ken Palm's top 150. But I, I think outside of that, they've won the games they're supposed to win, plus a few more which is why they sit right now at, at 10 and 9 in the ACC. 
with a decent resume in terms of quality wins, right? Beating a Duke, beating a UNC, beating a Clemson, uh, Virginia Tech, even though they have not maybe lived up to where we thought they could at one point in the season, they are doing all right uh, and can win any game without a doubt. And a lot of that, you know, you, you can't get too far without talking about Appleby for him. Tyree Appleby is outstanding, leads the ACC in scoring, leads the ACC in assists, is second in the ACC in steals behind Judah Mintz, nod to Syracuse there. This guy is a baller. He plays lights out. There is a reason Forrest is good, and a lot of it comes down to him. Six foot. He is phenomenal. He's fun to watch. He does what you need him to do. He shoots 37% from three. Shoots 80%. He's efficient. He plays pretty much every minute of every Not exactly, uh, but he is 22nd in the country in percentage of minutes played. This guy is going to do things for them, and he is going to play a good game. And for Syracuse, this is it's a worrisome matchup when you match up against because of the struggles that Syracuse has had against guards, especially guards that can shoot the ball. And that is going to be a spot that is tough and a spot you're going to need to overcome. You look at Ken Palm does this thing where they do uh, just the most frequent lineups over the past five games. And it's all broken down by percentage and how much they play those lineups. Appleby is the point guard in all 10 of their most most frequent lineups. He does not come out. He will do his thing. He will continue to roll outside of unforeseen circumstance. This is a guy that you are going to have to battle with for the entire game. And we talk about it, right? Appleby, outstanding. You got another guy on this team that shoots lights out from three. And a couple more guys, now that you mention it, that shoot lights out from three. Damari Mansada, 40-plus percent from three this season with 215 attempts. That's not a fluke percentage at 40%. He's taking 215 threes. He's making 40% of them. You got another guy in Williamson coming in off the bench, shoots 39% from three. Or Williamson starts, I believe. Actually, that's on me. I'm sorry. Uh, Williamson starts. He is not off the bench. Money from three. Monsanto comes in off the bench um, and and does that from deep. That's where you've got this variation, and you've got guys that can shoot lights out. And you got this is a team that just as a squad shoots the ball really well from three. They're thirty sixth in the country in three point percentage. They shoot thirty seven percent from deep as a squad. They're very efficient on offense. They're just or their effective field goal percentage is 54.7%, 54.7% in their effective field goal percentage. They hit their shots. They make them all at a very, very high percentage. Effective field goal percentage, for those of you who don't know, um, they give 50% more credit for made three-pointers. So it, it factors in that your three-point percentage is going to be lower and things like that. So made three-pointers get a little extra value. They're top 25 in the country in that metric. They're outstanding in those numbers. Excuse me. They're top 40 in the country in that metric. They're incredibly efficient. They shoot the ball well. Uh, That is worrisome, the way Syracuse has been playing. 
the way teams have lit the orange up from deep with 14 point threes allowed on average over the last four game stretch. It's a nightmare matchup in terms of their ability to shoot the three. Now, Matthew Marsh down low, 7-1-250. Another situation, right? A, a guy that is the, oh my God. I keep looking at this, and I, I, I want to rationalize a, a, a good chance at Syracuse to win this game. I don't see it. Matthew Marsh is the number one player in the country in offensive rating. The best offensive rating in the country via Ken Palm. That's very much worrisome. He gets open looks, and that basically just says the offensive rating is just going to be your efficiency in terms of scoring on offense. You're taking open looks and making open looks, and that is he makes open looks, and they get him looks, and that is how that team succeeds. There are many, many facets that are really, really effective. He doesn't shoot the ball all too much. He really doesn't. The average is six points a game, and they're incredibly efficient. I look for this to be one of those guys that, you know, maybe is able to come out and overperform that six points per game sort of metric just because of the way that the Syracuse defense has struggled, uh, especially in rotations. It often can lead to wide open looks from bigs. And as that metric suggests with that offensive rating, he takes advantage of those moments when they get to him. Uh, so another thing to be worried about. This is a nightmare matchup. I will repeat that for Syracuse. And they are going to need to show something entirely different in this game to portray that they have a chance at winning. Right? We're frustrated. It's been rough. We don't know what they can do in this game. And honestly, if we're going to be a 1,000% serious here, which I hope we can be, I don't know what Syracuse can do in this game to change an opinion right now. And that is sort of where things lie. Syracuse can win this game by 25 points. And I don't think it does much to the fire. I think it would be like you you just took a little bathroom cup of water, maybe the mouthwash cup, and you threw it on a forest fire. A win in this game for Syracuse doesn't really do too much. It's a temporary damage control. I think that might have been a little bit of an exaggeration. There's a better comparison, I'm sure. This is a very temporary damage control. It's not going to last long. But a win is a win. And a win for Syracuse gets you a buy in terms of that Tuesday set of matchups in the ACC tournament. You can control your destiny in that facet. You get out of playing on Tuesday with a win against Wake Forest. And that is the only thing you're playing for right now, is to not have to play that extra game. There's years where that extra game could help you if you're trying to build a tournament resume, if you need games under your belt to try and boost this right now. Your only chance at a tournament is to win the ACC tourney. Get the auto bid and move on. Your best chance at doing that is going to be you playing as few games as possible. So not playing that Tuesday game will be massive. You control your destiny. If you lose, then you turn your eyes to Boston College and Georgia Tech, who square off at a Saturday as well. Um, see who you need there, because I believe BC 
will jump Syracuse if they win and Syracuse loses. And then Syracuse will play on Tuesday. Interesting. That's where things stand. All right, let's take one more break, and then we will talk predictions. We will talk the key for Syracuse to get out of that Tuesday game, and we will wrap this episode up. Uh, Our last one today, if you are looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all those fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. And what makes Built Bar so good is they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right. It's real chocolate. Unbelievable flavors. They got churro. They got peanut butter brownie. They got coconut almond. I don't know how they do it, but they're using real chocolate and these things are healthy. How do you pull that off? 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. This is like you're eating a steak but enjoying it like a chocolate bar. It's the best of both worlds. You're getting your protein. You're getting what you need. It's not high calories, and it's covered in chocolate. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Local Walmart today, pick up a four-bar box or Sam's Club. They got the bulk. They got the 13-bar box with our hit flavors, churro. And then you can thank me later. All right. It's predictions time. It is keys to the win time. Sarah, right now, per Mr. Ken Pomeroy, eight dogs at home. Boy, does that seem like a trap. That seems like a trap bet. That seems like one of those games where you've got stuff like that. I don't see a world right now. I, I can't. I feel like I would be in denial to say that I personally think after the last four games of basketball that I have watched, I feel like I would be in denial to tell you that Syracuse comes out and wins this game on Saturday. I will throw this caveat out there. There's a reason that the game is predicted to be as close as it is. Home game, season finale, after the disaster that has been the last four games. Big crowd, big moment in terms of the situation, the retirements, the celebration, things like that. There is a chance that that can propel Syracuse to some relative success. I would not be doing my job correctly if I told you right now, I would be lying if I told you that I thought Syracuse can win this game. Or not that I think they can, because there is a chance that they can. They've played games this year where they have played at a level that would allow them to win. This season and this game, I would be lying to you if I said that I thought Syracuse will win is the phrase that I'm going to have to go with. If they win, I'll tell you what, it is because somehow, some way, they figured out how to score more points than Wake Forest. And I, it's a joke to say that, and it is a joke that you always say, how do you win a basketball game? You score more than the other team. That's all I can say. I don't have a one quick fix. I will say this. The Syracuse offense in the last two games has not been bad. And so that key is going to rain, and I can't even say it because I did that last game. And I said, for Syracuse to win against Georgia Tech, the offense needs to play like it did against Pitt. And the offense performed. They did a good job for most of the game. And then at the end, who really cares? That game was shot. I don't want to make an offensive key to this game because I think if the offense does what it does, it's not even enough at this point, given the matchup, given a 37% as a team three-point shooting percentage, 
given Appleby, who is going to shoot the ball and can shoot the ball. And when he's not shooting the ball, he distributes better than anyone in the conference. He's going to dish the ball around. He's going to score. And that ability just causes issues for Syracuse and is a nightmare factor. And they do rebound relatively versatilely. I don't know that. Uh, but their rebounds are pretty spread out. You got a lot of guys that are averaging three to six rebounds. And it's pretty much everyone that plays outside of Williamson is going to, you know, get you three to six rebounds a game. And it's just, they all crash. They're going to get the rebounds, things like that. For Syracuse to win this game, they need to, and here's the boldest key ever. They need to play better defense on the three-point arc. They need to close shots out. They need to rotate faster. They need to get rebounds. They need to find a body and get a rebound. They cannot allow this team to get second chance looks. They shoot the ball too good from three to allow them an extra added ability to take another shot. They're too efficient offensively to allow them to try a second time. You need to shut down on the first possession and ensure with all of your heart and all of your thought and all of your focus that they do not get a second try because second tries will kill you in this basketball game and quickly turn this game into a disaster. So the key is to figure out however many fingers I just put up in terms of figuring out the defense is to figure something out or enough out on defense to allow your offense that's been playing all right and playing pretty good and arguably playing its best of the season right now. Can you propel that to victory with enough on defense? And my prediction is, I'm sorry, I don't think anyone is going to combat me for this. I don't think they win. I want them to win. It'd be awesome to close out the year and close out the celebration and have these retirements with a win. Pretend for 24 hours that all is well. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but that is okay. That's why you play the game of basketball. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for making Locked on Syracuse your second listen. Hit up Locked on College Basketball. Isaac, Andy, experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked on College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I will see you on Monday previewing a lot, I guess, in terms of the ACC tournament. Marcus Adams, Syracuse makes the top three. It's Syracuse. It's his hometown squad of UCLA, and it's a damn good program and the reigning national champions in terms of Kansas in the top three. Syracuse got there first. That's what I can say in terms of that recruiting battle. That is a Tuesday decision. Maybe a Tuesday basketball game for the Orange. Maybe a Wednesday ACC tournament game. Who knows? Regardless, I will catch you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. If you are in Syracuse, drive safely. It's not supposed to be great tonight. Uh, Maybe into tomorrow a little bit. So take your time. Be cautious. Uh, Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend. I will catch you on Monday. Peace.